Britney, bitch. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an Anime Club After Dark special. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and join me tonight, I have our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> You're kidding. Anyway, so tonight we are covering the seventh episodic review of Sarah Zen Mai. So, show me. Yes. So, in this episode, episode seven, we learned, I would say, a lot more about the so called otter peoples. Gotta love those otter people. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I like how. So, <laughs> you referred to the, the, like, the opening scene before the OP as Mabu's maintenance scene. <laughs> but he calls it maintenance. I know, I know. And it's just so weird because it looks like he's being fucking, uh, shall we say, serviced. So, like, well, first we get just the audio of the otter making, like, sexual innuendos and then mabu being like yes please do it and then we give it to me baby and then we see mabu baking otter cookies and i'm like okay so you pretended it to be sexual but it's actually not but also why are you baking otter cookies that's the most random thing to do but this show is not very (laughs) the show is very uh random like that but then they're like, no, this is actually sexual. And then, you know, Mabu takes off his shirt and then the otter starts stroking his uh, body <laughs> chest. And I'm like, what? That was also very disturbing. I did not want to see that. <laughs> it was it was something to say the least. And like, he keeps going lower and lower. Like, are you going to stop anytime soon? Oh, no, you're not. Okay. <laughs> that was... It's like the toothbrush scene in Monogatari. 3. It's like, okay, this is where you want to go with it? We're going there. This show has I a know. lot of uh, toothbrush scenes. Yeah, this show has a lot of toothbrush scenes, and sometimes back-to-back, which is crazy. Um, Something else. So, so <laughs> this episode takes place after the whole uh, Kazuki getting like outed and them actually going back to being regular humans they get back from their kappa forms and um it seems as though everything's been put right between kazuki and haruka yeah like it's it's, and it's almost like there there is there's a small scene where you see the whole family sort of like eating breakfast together and all just kind of smiling and they're like well that happened let's move on yeah and like i feel like, all the secrets are gone at this point, even though we're at episode 7, and, like, everything is resolved. Yeah, well, every all the secrets are definitely out from Kazuki, for sure. And he's the main character, so that's all that matters. <laughs> I just thought it was weird that there was no, like, there was no scene of them, like, talking this out. Like, why did you do this? What was the whole point? Um, you know... But maybe that maybe we're supposed to infer that that all happened off screen. I don't know, I don't know. because they never talked about him being adopted, so it's kind of like them just passively accepting him, like they always have. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what I impl- I interpreted. 
It's it's one of the things that I'm actually really loving about this show is that it never spoon feeds you anything. It makes you figure shit out on your own. And also, but it does like not make it too hard to figure out. Like oh, you yeah, can yeah, figure yeah. it out if you just think about it. Or if you just keep watching the show because <laughs> a lot of stuff starts to fall into place. Yeah. And also, I don't know if it was in this episode. Maybe I think it was in the last episode. Or something where the dad says to either the mom or Haruka that he sees the the resemblance between Azumasara and Kazuki. So that might have been an, a hint that like they talked about it like without Kazuki. They talked about it amongst themselves and then they decided to not bring it up with Kazuki. That's what that's what I interpreted. Maybe that you know I didn't even think about that until you brought it up. You might be right. That's wow. That's incredibly subtle storytelling. If that's true, I though. mean this show is all about subtle storytelling. <laughs> well, <laughs> subtle storytelling with very overt visual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not always. Not always a good touch. Well, <laughs> it's been interesting so far. But yeah, I mean. It was just something that I found weird. It's like the the whole thing where you see the scene of Kazuki and Haruka sort of at the river, and they're like, you know, head pat, and like, you know, let's go on. Oh my god, let's, I love that head never, pat scene. Let, let, let's never talk about that again, and let's just go on with our lives. Oh my god. <laughs> I, Kazuki and Haruka have a connection deeper than words. You really want this to be about incest in the end, no. don't you? No! It's not me. It's the show. <laughs> uh, oh my god! So but, but like I, that scene where he had patted uh, Haruka, like he did like a really wide smile. I think mm-hmm. that's like supposed to signify that you know he's he's over his um like all of his problems, not his problems, all of his insecurities. Yeah, and like, that's a, yeah. He's, he's finally is feeling comfortable with himself, so that was really nice to see. Yeah, it, it does sort of like wrap a little bow around that whole storyline, doesn't it? It does. So this is the last episode. No, <laughs> no, it's not the last episode. There is there is much more, thankfully. Um, so something else that happened in this um, was we got to see Kazuki basically invite Toei to join the soccer club at their school during the next semester of school. Um, it's almost as like they're it's like you're inviting a new person into your friend group and it's I think it's a really cool thing because we all we know from past episodes that Toei has not had the best childhood and really hasn't had many people that he can he feels like he can rely on yeah so I think it it, it was great to see um so that scene where uh, Enta and Kazuki were playing at their usual soccer spot, and then Kazuki mm-hmm. calls out to Toei on the bridge and is like, Hey, come join us. Okay. I was like, You're interrupting our solo time between <laughs> Kazuki and Enta. So what are you doing? <laughs> and then and then Toei comes in and he and then, and then Kazuki's like, Why don't you join the soccer club with us? And I'm like, I thought you were the golden duo. Why are yeah. you the not the golden trio? And then and then Ento's like, I thought Ento was gonna be like, What the fuck are you doing, Kazuki? This is my territory. <laughs> but he's like, Yeah, let's go. And I'm like, what that makes 
to me that was so weird because okay since we've seen the end of the episode we know why but while i was watching it i thought it was really weird because i relate to enta and if i was enta i would not that shit would not have happened i would have been (laughs) i would have put my foot down and be like kazuki no well okay since you brought it up we'll skip ahead a little bit so part of this whole thing with toei joining them for like i guess you'd call it like practice that they're doing over a summer break um their their soccer spot next to the river ends up getting vandalized you know kazuki and into the soccer spot um mm-hmm. and then you know they they end up cleaning it up and it so looks what did nice you, what did you they, think about that like when while I first you were saw watching it? it yeah not okay so yeah. when so it happens twice so that it happens that one day when they come there and it's vandalized and i thought my initial reaction was Oh, that's weird, but I'm sure this will eventually have something to do with the story. And then they come back the day after they get done cleaning this place up, and it's vandalized in almost the exact same way. I'm thinking, all right, someone's fucking with them at this point. I don't know who, but someone's fucking with them. So the first time I thought it was the people from the other team, even though it was kind of weird because it was so much effort, so I don't know why. And then the second time I thought it was... Um, Toei's someone related to Toei in the Yakuza trying to okay. stop Toei from fraternizing with I don't know people I don't know or something something like that um, because during the second time while they were cleaning Toei got a call from his brother and it was like oh shit he had like an oh shit face so I'm like mm-hmm. oh so that's why so yeah, that's what I thought when I saw the you know, scenes. I kind of, I kind of had an inkling that that might be it, but and then there was another part of me that thought, well, maybe it's the the two otter police people, uh, Mabu and Rayo. I think they are so lazy; they don't want to do any part of the job. Know. They don't want to do shit. I can't. I can't see I know. them I, going to the whole effort of I, vandalizing the soccer. I knew, I knew that someone was fucking with them. I didn't know who. Mm-hmm. So. One thing uh, that you wrote down for us to talk about about this specific vandalization scene is the one of the things we get is a re- kind of a sustained slow-mo shot of soda cans flying through the air. And you wrote down that it's kind of similar to Monogatari. Now, I'm curious as to what you mean by that. I'm wondering, do you mean the scene in Monogatari with the um, the school supplies like slowly falling through the air? Yeah, there's lots, of, there's lots of shots in Monogatari, like, in Monogatari, like that, uh, including school supplies, and also, I think there was, like, one where there were books just flying everywhere, just slow motion. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's when, that's when, um, uh, Koyomi goes to Kampadu's house, and they, like, clean up all the books she has thrown around. There's, like, yeah. books flying through the air in slow motion. Yeah. 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 The, the scene was very similar to that in, in terms of how it was shot, you know, how it was directed. Um, also, I found it funny that almost all the soda cans were, like, faux name brands. There was, like, Dr. Kappa, oh, I didn't <laughs> Seven <notice>. Kappa. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I just thought that was, that was, it was funny to me. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think in terms of, like, how it was directed, how it was shot, how it was drawn, that scene, and animated, that scene is very similar to some scenes that you get throughout Bakemonogatari, for sure, with, like, slow-motion objects falling. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, just yet another yet another comparison we can make to Monogatari with this series. This is actually secretly the Monogatari cast. This is this is this is this is secretly a uh, spinoff of Monogatari. <laughs> actually, I could believe that if someone just came out and said it, I could believe it. This is a new season of Monogatari. <laughs> yes, this is the monster season yes. adaptation we've always wanted. The Kappa season. Um, <clears throat> And uh, I, I kind of want to finish up on this, even though we're skipping right to the end. So we find out after or during the leaking scene at the end of toward the end of this that it was actually Inta that vandalized the soccer spot and stole the dishes of hope that they had been collecting. Yeah, I didn't. When I first saw that the dishes of hope was stolen, I just assumed it was the otters, obviously, and who else? Yeah, but um, okay. I was, I was slightly surprised, but not that surprised that Enta. Like when I saw Enta in the flashback doing it, I'm like, I feel you. I know I would do the same. <laughs> I was like, I know you, you me. And then, and then, um, but when I saw him steal the dishes of hope, I'm like, damn, you get your man by any means. You definitely, <laughs> he definitely went the extra mile, and I appreciate. Yeah, I, he, he definitely the extra mile is definitely definitely putting it mildly. Um, although it it seems it, the idea that he would do this and then sort of betray his I guess you would call them friends, even though it's a hell of a thing to do to friends. Um, it seems in line with his character that's been established so far. Like he says that he's gotten over Kazuki, but. Did he? He hasn't. I don't remember. Maybe he did. Um, well, I think he's kind of resigned himself that Kazuki doesn't have any feelings for him the way he does. So he's just going to try and be his friend. He says that out loud, but he doesn't believe that. Yeah. And you know what? Kazuki brought this on himself for not uh, either, for not fucking addressing the confession. So, goddamn, yeah. Kazuki is a fucking piece of shit. And that kind <laughs> of goes what back he gets. to the. Well, that kind of goes back to what you said a couple episodes ago, that that old tired trope of people being confessed to an anime, especially um, gay romance confessions, and then just ignoring it. It just plays back into that trope. And this is what happens when you uh, leave loose ends (laughs) flying around. They come back and they slap you in the face. You get a scarf for life. Yeah. Also, I'd like to point out that this is the very first time we've ever seen the ED play immediately after a leaking scene. Usually there's a small scene after the leaking scene. This episode went straight from the leaking scene right into the ED. Very interesting. It was a very yeah, it was interesting because, you know, usually you're you're used to them like talking about what was seen during the leaking scene afterwards, but we didn't get to see that this time. I mean, uh, Kazuki would just ignore it, so why even why even talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> probably you're probably not wrong um so something else that happened this episode i want to rewind a little bit um we got to see a flashback that Rayo was having of uh sort of what's happened between him and mabu um the flashback that we saw is he gets he's making a deal with an otter scientist which is the otter puns in this episode were great um <laughs> But he's making a deal with him to save Mabu. We don't actually see what, like, the terms of this deal are. Uh, But the fact that obviously something has happened for Rayo to 
cause Mabu to get hurt at some point in the past. Okay, so like it's been seven episodes and we're just now uh, getting an inkling of who these people are like, yeah. and what what drives them to act the way they are. And like, I don't care at this point. It's been seven <laughs> episodes. I really am like uninterested, but go ahead, show. Tell me who these people are. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of get where you're coming from. It's like, you know, you've been teasing these people for so long. We're like, you know, hurry up and tell us something about them. And it's like, we're more than halfway through. And now you're going to reveal like the actual motivations and shit behind what these supposed villains are do, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. Although I have to say the reveal was interesting. Especially about- in the post credit scene. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, uh, so, I mean, we could, obviously we can say what happened. So we find out that Mabu... We still don't know what the terms of this deal are, but we know that what happened was that Mabu's personality ended up getting replaced and his body was given a mechanical heart. So I, I thought this uh, scenario was an interesting thought experiment. Like... Would you, would you, uh, resurrect your significant other, um, and have their personality replicated, knowing that it's not the same person? Yeah, and then it is a good thought experiment because is it really the same person? Because if if it's just a replica, if it's just a doll. They use the word doll in this in this show a lot uh, to describe stuff like this. Um, if it's just like a marionette of what you had before, is it really what you had before? Even if it looks and sounds and acts identical. I don't think I would. I wouldn't either. I think it's it takes something away from the uniqueness of what you had before. And I think that's I think that's part of the reason or I at least I hope that's part of the reason that they're revealing this now, that that's gonna be what you see. That it's like you know, you might wish for this. You might wish you had someone back that you loved, but it still wouldn't be the same because they'd no longer be unique. Yeah, and it's interesting that now that he's back, Rayo, Rayo's the right one, right? Yeah, Rayo. Yes. <laughs> uh, like he, he's not like satisfied with this replica, but at the same time, he doesn't want to kill him because it's, yeah, it'll reopen old wounds. So he's just stuck, he doesn't so he's just he doesn't want to give up he doesn't want to give up the replica but at the same time he doesn't want to accept it either doesn't yeah he's not happy with what he has got but yet he doesn't want to let it go so, God I, he wants to eat his no he wants to have his cake and eat it too yeah exactly and in life with many things that's not how life works it's funny that like Rayo calls Mabu selfish all the time but like. Rayo's being pretty selfish himself. Rayo is the one being yeah, selfish. Let's not even mince words. Yeah, he's the one being selfish, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see what where they go with this, and if it plays out the way I think it's going to play out, it'll be pretty good. All right, if, if what we've seen so far is any indication. What, are you um, talking about more explicit otter scenes? Well, maybe that too. Maybe that too. But no, I'm talking about the 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 thought experiment. Like you know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would be interesting. You could replace something that you lost. Would it still be the same thing as what you lost? 
I mean, you don't even have to apply this to someone who's alive. You can apply this to any object that was unique to you. If you replace it with a like a replica, is it the same thing? Does it, is it still unique? It's like when my mom bought me a fake Beyblade, even though I knew it wasn't real, I never accepted it. But you still let it rip, didn't you? Oh, I let it rip. (laughs) Alright, it's the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up here, is that I was fucking right all along that fucking Kepi and Sata are fucking both Kappa, King, Queen, Prince, Princess, however you want to put it. Yeah. It's fucking right. They went from uh, first to fifth base. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no courting. Fifth base. They just, <laughs> they just went base. and like, they're already kissing. Like, <laughs> I also, I was also, I also, I also they, I, they didn't even see, they didn't even show a scene of them meeting or like, they're just no. like, we're on a date. What did he say? Oh yeah, kapuru, kapuru, we are a kapuru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like how they're like walking together down the street and he sees a Kappa statue and he puts a sticker on it and says, this is a Kappa. And then he sees a frog statue. This is a frog. I know. I like that. That was funny. <laughs> um, I just think it, it, it's it's really interesting how Sada went from being in the first like five episodes. She was a pretty insignificant background character that was essentially a MacGuffin for the relationship between Kazuki and Haruka to being like an integral part of the storyline being told within two episodes. And it was pretty, I mean, it was kind of out of nowhere, but it's, uh, I, it was an interesting something. way to play it. I think definitely something. Although yeah, I just wanted to point out that I was fucking right about her. Okay. I'll give you, uh, an otter cookie for that. Mm. Mob. <laughs> yeah. In, anything else before I wrap this up? I think we pretty much covered everything in this episode. Yeah. That's about it. All right. Well, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any ideas for topics you would like for us to cover in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. And don't forget to tell us what you thought about Episode 7 of Satis and My down below in the comments. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, show. If you need to bake any more auto cookies, I'll be the oven. Oh, my. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,